Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. I am Technicia, and welcome to the show, The Bright Side with Technicia, where we talk to real-life people who have real-life issues going on, things that you're wondering about every single day and you have no answers to. My guests are here to follow along and tell about their stories so you can get the answers. But don't be afraid and shy away. Do call in at 347-426-3751. But I have the pleasure of being here with my wonderful guest. Her name is Canella Michelle Myers. She has an awesome book out, Right Here, Right Now, Meditations. Mm, Sounds soothing enough. Michelle has been supporting the awakening of humanity worldwide through transformational satsang and also offering direct support for awakening to and embodying the truth. And it's available to all, no matter what they know, no matter what you don't know, and how long you've been looking or not looking for this, that is all going to learn about that. We'll be giving more direct information on her website, and we can also get her book. But we're going to welcome Canella with opening arms here. Canella, thank you for joining in today and taking out the time. Oh, you're welcome, Technicia. I'm glad to be so, here. Well, we- I'm glad. So where are we calling in from? Uh, we're calling. I'm calling in from Bowen Island, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, awesome. How's the weather there? Is it cold? Uh, it is somewhat. Vancouver area here um, isn't. It's the mildest area of, Van, of Canada. Um, but there is a little bit of snow on the ground. So it's. Um, oh, wow. It is a bit cold. Colder than usual. Well, it's cold here now, but no freezing. Uh, we're probably going to get a hard winter when January comes because usually that's how it goes. When the weather is feeling pretty good during this December, we usually get hit next year with a cold storm. So I'm just hoping for it not to snow and keep us disability because last year we was at disability. Well, people last, but... I'm serious. Like, that ice is something serious when it's on the ground and you really can't move through your tires. But what what my husband ended up doing, um, I think I think he let the air out the tires so he could be able to go through it better. Um, yeah, but, I've you know, we don't get, it, don't get hit hard. Right. So, Canella, I'm glad that you are here today with us. Let's talk a little bit on how you ended up be- identifying this gift that you have, recognizing this consciousness, this transformation, I think this started with you at the age of 15. Uh, Yeah, in some ways. Well, you know, when I look back, when people ask me, okay, well, how did this all come about? Um, Actually, you know, every moment seems to have been sort of pointed in the same direction, but I just didn't know it for the longest time. Um, And then there were kind of bigger happenings in my life 
that when I look back, they show up as being uh, places that um, made a bigger difference, you know, like the before and after effect was very obvious. Um, so, so that's why I kind of point out the time when I was 15, because later on I realized that I was um, being completely present with what was happening, um, definitely not getting lost in anything other than the, the moment was crispy clear. Um, but it, it scared me because uh, it was from smoking a, a joint of marijuana. So, um, <laughs> you know, I didn't expect that. I didn't understand it. It was only later that I understood that, that that's what had happened. Um, but because there was so much fear around it, because I couldn't kind of turn it off, and, and it happened uh, like as a flashback from marijuana. So uh, it was very scary. So I'm not recommending anybody... <laughs> smoke marijuana for for uh, finding this out. It wasn't uh, pleasant at the time. <laughs> right. That's um. I I can probably imagine. I I think I only did it one time, but uh, from hearing other people's experiences, it kind of makes you feel like you're hallucinating. So probably at that time you feel like I'm actually hallucinating, but I'm but you were actually going through a whole transformation that probably no other teenager has gone through. I don't think I ever went through it, but it's amazing it hit you at such a young age. I'm very I'm very intrigued with the subtitle of your book, Fat Saying, Invitations for Expanding Awareness. What is Fat Saying? Fat Saying is, is uh, Sanskrit. It's actually two root words put together. Sat means the truth, and Sang is sharing that. So it's uh, satsang is a gathering where the truth is being shared. So um, in relation to the book, the satsang invitations, they're actual invitations for people to um, explore the present moment right where they are uh, at home. It's uh, a book that I wrote over time uh, to uh, as a mailing list um, support for people to make use of everyday happenings to support themselves to more and more presence and to ease into what's actually happening rather than trying to change what is. Okay. That sounds... Is it, did that make more sense? Or? It it did. I had to, you know, you got to grasp it, but it does. It makes perfect sense. Um, now, I you guess know, I want to... I was just going to say, but you know, one of my main points of the type of support that I give is that this um, awareness itself isn't uh, isn't in some other place called a more spiritual life, or um, as if you're not being spiritual when you're stuck in traffic, <laughs> or or on the phone and something's not going well in the conversation, um, you know. The book is is support for people to relax, open to what's already occurring, no matter what that is. So they don't need to make it look spiritual or anything. They can actually relax, open to their direct happening as a human being and find um, a lot of ease there because they're no longer trying to change the moment. Um, And also trust in themselves because the more often they explore the actual moment, whatever's occurring, the more they can trust themselves to be in the moment. 
Right. But see, these are things that, you know, just going back to, these are things that you experienced. Nobody else was experiencing. No, possibly, I'm sure no one could imagine what you were actually talking about. Probably like, what? Are you crazy? Like, because it sounds just almost <laughs> like you're going through a, like you're going through a, a spiritual happening and no one else around you can see this but only you. God chose you to just go through this experience. Ah, but I feel that that's exactly what we each are given. Now, what what happened when I was 15, that just opened a parameter of awareness that didn't shut again, but it showed me that I was always aware, just that I hadn't been looking at life with that as the primary perspective. Um, So... And, and it took me a while even from then because I still didn't understand it as a 15-year-old. I hadn't understand what happened. didn't understand what happened. I just, you know, kept experiencing life, and it wasn't until later that um, uh, it became something that I could relax open to as being, oh, oh, well, this is just what life is. This is, this is it, it's so normal and natural and familiar um, that it is available to everybody, and and they don't need to actually have bigger experiences unless unless they do right. But but basically, all that's required is an interest. Right. Now I do love the fact of your book has actually set up. It's set up into these different, of course, invitations. We have trust. We're talking about happening to. Harmony, inviting this within and went out, but it's like an invitation for each one, that not as so much as chapters of a book. What sort of makes this book different? Because we know that the main title is right now, right here, meditation. So, what is kind of different from most books? Is this more of a self-help book, or just to start making you realize who you are as one by doing meditation? Yeah, they're like I call them meditations uh, and satsang invitations, but they're really basically supporting people to open up to their own direct experience. Even watching TV, I mean, there's just so so many ideas out there about uh, being in the now and all that, and uh, people's minds relate it to all these people who you know it looks like they have something that other people don't have. But if we look to like right in this moment right now, all of us are breathing the same air, and we can we mm-hmm. tune into that as soon as as soon as I say that, everybody now is aware of their breathing, and they might be aware that gravity it's the same gravity that's holding all of us here to the earth and to feel the pressure of how gravity holds the body here, whether it's you know from yeah. sitting down in a chair or or you know, so so the book is um, these they're they're one or two pages each of these invitations that that look at um, different happenings in life um, to look at it just differently than how we've been trained collectively to look at it. Right. So it's it's I offering a. a yeah, it's, it's offering a, a way of shifting your own perspective uh, so that you can see okay. actually how aware you already are. Uh, uh, kind of sort of brought me to the moment in your book, and I think that was up on a conflict or opportunity 
where you spoke on usually when a person opens up to what is really happening, feeling the energy inside themselves in a moment, witnessing that while they relax, open, whatever's experienced will be very different from the energy of the conflict itself or the details of the conflict look to be about kind of sort of put me in the mind of what you were just saying. We're all breathing this air. We all have this energy going, but it's kind of on, on a different level for most people. Well, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I think it's just a matter of where they've been looking. Like, you know, we're so trained to have our attention outside of ourselves with everybody else and what we're supposed to do next and where we're supposed to be going. And, you know, everybody, you know, thinks back to how they wish they'd said something like this or that or the other in a past conversation. I mean, these are all really human happenings. But the part that's very similar with all of us is that we're aware of what's happening. Like, even though, you know, it might look like, because, you know, I've explored this directly and I'm really understanding um, what's going on, you know, as far as as, as the moment goes and, and humanity, that this is available. You know, your way of hearing my voice right now and everybody that's listening, ever that is and however you understand these words to be, is uniquely you being aware of the moment. And you're not having to do anything for that. The words just show up and your understanding and the whole thing's happening. And, and then we respond to that. So it's it's a matter of being where the listening is happening, being where the experiencing is happening, um, and and relaxing the body open. There's nowhere to get to, um, you know, just to, to relax more and be at ease exactly where you already are. Right, self awareness is what it yeah. boils all down to. Yep. Sure. Does. Yeah, but it's, it's not a thinking; it's an actual experiencing. Right. Right. Well, you know, we go through this, and, and we just spoke a little bit about that a part of your chapter, Conflict and Relationships. But how can people use your book, The Right Here, Right Now Meditation, to resolve the conflict and relationships? Well, it's, it's in that actual invitation. It's to when, as soon as you can register, oh, I'm in a conflict right now in a conversation with somebody, to say to that person, um, hang on a second, I'm just going to find out what's happening inside, you know, in the same moment. So what, what happens is we, we tend to want to be heard and to get our point across. And when that's happening, uh, we're not actually hearing the other person fully. Um, and then that creates the conflict because both parties want to be heard and understood. And so that's pretty reasonable. Both parties want to be heard and understood. That's that's the root of every single conflict. So right. it's like stopping. And when, when we're listening to what's happening inside, it creates a space of listening to everything. So when we you stop, breathe, relax your body open, and feel whatever it is you're feeling inside, even if it's a contraction or whatever, as soon as there's that listening, then we can hear the other person without sort of holding on to our side of whatever it is we're arguing about. So it's already um, giving more space for whatever the conflict is to be resolved. You know, to be solved, wow. to be melted, um, 
and and, and I, you know, I can say this till till I'm, you know, blue in the face. I don't know why I say it like that, but anyway, <laughs> I won't say it till I'm blue in the face. <laughs> but I can say this all I want, you know. But until people try it, and I think people, when you're hearing this right now, you get a sense that some, there's something to this, um, and you know, because that part of yourself that knows that this might be true. Uh, is hearing this right now, and th- that part, you know, that's the part to go. Okay, so so it feels true, but you don't have to take my word for it. You can explore this yourself. It's just unusual to stop in the middle of a conflict, a conversation. Uh, sometimes a person might need to take themselves off uh, to another room or whatever, breathe, just stop, and you know, and the book is full of that. That the, the the primary recipe is to stop, breathe, relax your body open, and feel whatever is already going on. We don't need to find new things or old things unless we're purposefully exploring something that that we haven't figured out in some way that we want to get to know with curiosity. Does that make sense? It does. But that takes, Canelo, it takes time to get to that point in your life where you can actually sit and meditate, almost becoming one with yourself. I, I have well, a friend who not, does not it. Well, not really. But she, oh, it doesn't? Okay. Well, just in the moment right now, when you're hearing this voice, okay. I mean, you can feel gravity holding your body, right? Yeah. And you might feel breath making your body expand, right? And then you might feel... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, you might feel a little tension around your shoulders or the back of your head. Um, you know, just being aware of that, that there's some some pressure, if if that's true, you know. I don't know who I'm hearing here. <laughs> Maybe it's everybody has some tension in the back of their shoulders. <laughs> it's pretty reasonable as humans. Um, but it's in listening to what's here as far as I've ever asked anybody, they always know what's happening. As soon as I ask them, well, what's actually going on right now? They can tell me that they're feeling something in their stomach or, um, you know, their head feels tight or they feel confused. Um, you know, it, 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 yes, it does sort of thicken and get more obvious the more we listen to what's really going on. Um, so it becomes easier, but you don't need to be a long-term meditator uh, for this stuff because um, awareness is already here, and, and you know you are in fact awareness being human. So it's the root right. of all the all the happenings. Right. Now, Canella, um, how often do you personally meditate, and where do you do it? Uh, I. I do it just when something's up. So could be that I go through, you know, it, it, it's sort of like I live a meditation because I can't get out of the moment. Um, so it's always a sort of a balancing act of being aware of what's happening inside my body. Um, you know, it might be time to eat, right? So, you know, there's a feeling inside. And we all feel these things. That's what I mean. This book is about really normal happenings uh, that once we get 
to listening to this aspect of what's already happening, that there might be some hunger. And so then we respond to that feeling in our stomach by going and finding, you know, what's in the fridge or, you know, making something to eat. Um, so th- that's a natural thing. We already are in tune. We hear when our body is speaking. It's just listening to it at giving it a bit more space, a few more moments to, to hear more of what's going on so that there's more of a balance between what what we hear in our head and the talk that goes on there and all the drama compared to um, what's happening in the physicality of what appears here um, as a human being. Are you there? Sorry, Canella. Um, going back to your book, I think a lot of people would love the invitation of allowing perception of the truth. Because when I read that, especially when it was saying, um, you know, this is the truth, open your body, mind, energy, feel, and be present to what it is, such as if somebody's there, you might be arguing with someone, they might be arguing with you, or you could be by yourself in that moment, but that's the moment where you have to register your mind. That take strong willpower to actually sit there and rest your mind because that's not usually what most human beings do. When we argue, we want to argue right then and there. We don't want to stop and pause and hold on, let me readjust and think about this. But Right, yeah. Um, no, and that's true. That, this, that is right. the step. But breathing, I find, helps because the breath is coming down into the body. Um, okay. It helps to bring the uh, you know the attention of, of whatever it is that's going on, rather than being out right. there with that, that that other person or whatever it is that's going on, then you're you're more with yourself, with with where you're perceiving life, right? Because that's the truth. You even if it looks like they're out there, you're perceiving everything right where you are. Okay. And, and that's the same. That's the same for everybody. So. In fact, instead of it taking willpower, it takes relaxing. It's exactly the opposite of willpower. Okay. So that's wonderful that you say that because anybody can feel when they're, you know, using willpower and they're pushing through and they're trying to get somewhere and they're going to determined and all that. Well, right. if you can feel that in your body, then go the exact opposite of the energy of that and just let go. And breathe. Oh, that's gonna take that's gonna take a lot of work for some Canella, but no, hopefully this yeah, book will I, get into that. Hopefully, it get well, into the hands true. of men where they can end up doing that. But when you think of, I, I think when most people think of meditation, they picture tailored city people with closed eyes chanting hypnotic alms. Is it really <laughs> like that? Because I don't believe it's not. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to do something that looks like meditation, sure. <laughs> but right now, right? I mean, everybody. I mean, there, I know that there's somebody listening on the line right now, too, that has some energetic stuff. And I told him, you know, I suggested that maybe I would be able to support him from here on your show. Would that be okay? Is something that would support absolutely everybody listening? Yes. Okay. Uh, so wherever anybody is... Just feel the weight of your body being held by the chair and allow that chair to hold your weight. That chair is here unconditionally supportive. 
and breathe. And then let awareness rest in your body, just looking around and feel what's going on. It's not that there's supposed to be any way that you're supposed to be right now. It's exactly as you are. So if there's some pressure anywhere, to relax the body open so you can feel the pressure or tension exactly where it shows up. And breathe. And I don't know, maybe you can feel your body relaxing. And just noticing that. And you can always bring awareness to the felt sense of being held by the chair. Because that instantly brings awareness to where the body is. You don't have to think about it. Where am I sitting? Instantly, what's already here just shows up the most, more than whatever the mind might be saying about what's going on. And I don't know if you can feel it, but if you breathe, and you even just feel the weight of the body being held here by gravity. I call it like an earth hug. The more that that breathing and that sort of relaxing into that being held, the deeper it gets. And then breathing. So it's this slowing down. We're so trained to just go for this, go for that, go do this, go do that. And this is the opposite. It's slowing down and being with what's already here, the felt sense of who you are. And every invitation in that book is about that in one way or the other. Some of the invitations are, you know, for people who've been exploring consciousness and awareness uh, for quite a while. Uh, and then there's there's the ones that are just regular, like watching TV or uh, allowing your computer screen, the information to come into where you are. You know, it's about relaxing into a meditative life that doesn't look meditative. It can look busy even, but you're more at ease. It's just easier to be with life in a in a more fully rich way of experiencing more of yourself. I'm telling you, I just closed my eyes on that one and start breathing. Now, you got to be careful. You don't want to fall asleep. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it really, it, it relaxes you. It relaxes those muscles to just start going into that meditation. And even if yeah. you only have five minutes, take out that five minutes to yourself and do it. That's for everybody. Exactly. Especially, I think, especially mom, we need to, we need to meditate. We I agree. Well, that's, <laughs> you know, that's where I did learn to meditate. My kids were uh, like uh, one and two years old, and I was just, you know, the usual thing with a one and two year old, right? <laughs> just, you know, and, and so finally I just sat down right in the toy room because there was never a time that I could, was going to have space to myself. You know, every time I tried to you know, meditate and make a space and, you know, away from them or something. It never worked. So I finally gave up, sat down right in the toy room, told them what I was going to do, and just started to meditate in the way of being with what 
is already here. So it doesn't look like you're doing. You don't have to chant anything. It's just exactly what you said. And it is relaxing, and anybody can do it. If they want to. That's, that's all they need is an interest. And the more often we sit with what's actually occurring, the deeper and more steady it gets. Right. And my friend, she does it. And the longer she does it, she starts hearing things. You can actually hear more than what you think that you thought you couldn't hear. She said one day yep. she was doing it. She actually could hear the bird outside of her window because your mind your mind can go anywhere. It's almost, when I think of meditation, I sort of think of out-of-body experience. Like your mind and body can go just about anywhere you want it once you start breathing and becoming relaxed and that quiet space. It's, it's possible. It's almost yeah, well, that's becoming, the truth. Like I mean, because yeah. what, what you're saying, talking about is no separation, right? There isn't really a place that we're not. So So even though... You know, it sort of sounds otherworldly to say an out-of-body experience. Really, all that's happened is you're no longer paying attention to specifically what's showing up here as a body. So you've relaxed open so you can hear the rest of life. And that's right. exactly that's exactly the purpose of it, right? It's a totally different direction. Right. I mean, it's to to be with life itself. I mean, exactly what you just said. Well, we we don't want anyone falling asleep. I know it sounds soothing what Canella is telling you, but we're gonna take a short break. You go on ahead and grab your coffee and we're gonna be right back after this. And don't forget the number to call in is three four seven four two six three seven five one. You listen to Blog Talk Radio. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Talk Radio, baby. The odds of a young girl being discovered by an industry insider while singing to herself pumping gas. One in 300 million. The odds of a daughter of a clergyman from Severn, Maryland, spending 11 weeks at number one on the U.S. singles charts. One in 19 million. The odds of going on to win seven Grammy Awards, one in 1.4 million. The odds of selling over 40 million records, one in 800,000. The odds of this musician and performer having a child diagnosed with autism, one in 68. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn more at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. We're back with Canella, and we're talking about meditation with transformation, becoming one with yourself, and she has a wonderful book out, Right Here, Right Now Meditations. How can people use the ideas in your book, Canella, to move beyond lack and manifest prosperity and abundance in their lives? Well, there's a few, quite a few of the invitations in there are specifically about that, about clearing up your relationship with money, for instance, because money is the same, made out of the same original stuff, awareness at play as it is, right? It's just showing up here as atoms 
that are intelligently know themselves to be money or even a bank account or whatever. Um, and it's made out of the same stuff that we're made out of, energy. So it's us that empowers it to be more than or less than the rest of what is. So so it's learning our relationship, opening up to seeing, okay, well, how do I respond? What do I feel in response? You know, what do I feel inside in response to even the idea of money? Or at the end of the month, when there's bills to be paid, to open up and feel the tension or stress rather than reacting to it. Feel it first. Relax open because it's already there in your body. And then move from a more relaxed state. And what I've found is that in that, and I've been a single mom without much money. Um, so, you know, I've, I've learned how to uh, support myself. You know, maybe not in a totally wealthy, wealthy, or whatever people think of what wealthy is. But I thought I was pretty wealthy being able to support myself and my two sons in North Vancouver and have a, a townhouse and enough food on the table and clothes and, um, you know, living. Being able to go out to a movie the odd time. Um, we weren't hurting or suffering. And so there was enough money, more than enough money to take care of our needs. And that, you know, is so much for easier for the universe to support us when we're relaxed and open. Mm-hmm. That's so there's the invitation. Have, yeah. The, the invitation, like one of the invitations called transform what you don't want into what you do in, okay. the, in the book. So that's transforming, like what you don't want is uh, fear around not enough money. So it specifically supports you in a step-by-step way to explore that until it can shift to more, the felt sense of more than enough money. Right. And fear, fear can be, fear can be definitely your downfall. It can. Fear can, fear can make you do the craziest things. But usually, when you fear something, that's you act. If you're afraid of being broke, that means you need to you need to get up and find ways to make money, so you don't have to feel in that way. It's, I mean, I was talking about yep. that yesterday on my show how fear plays a part in most people's lives. Such as when we watch these commercials, we watch the news, the media plays off of us. Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. It's going to be a drop in stock market or this, and makes you yep. makes you go crazy. Commercial well, well, I, I I see that. I see it as an invitation. It's another satsang invitation to sit down with the fear because if we're aware that there is fear, it means it's already happening. We're already afraid. So we're already handling it. So it's okay to relax open and just feel it being here and be curious about the felt sense of fear rather than reacting out in the world, you know, to try and get rid of how we feel. Because because we didn't create how we felt, we can't get rid of it either. All we can do is open up to it. So on the news, all this stuff that's going on now, it's like once you've perceived it, it's already in. You can't get away from yourself. So the best thing to do is to sit down, 
breathe and let yourself feel how you've been disturbed alive. Feel the fear because that's always coming out of a place of caring. You wouldn't be afraid of anything if you didn't care. So it's going to come right out of your heart. So fear is always linked into the heart, right? It is. In this, it is. And so energetically, it's an invitation to fall in with your heart. And, and, and it's nothing. It's nothing wrong. Sometimes having that fear or that emotion. That's what I learned off my affirmations call. When it comes to that, especially when it comes to building confidence, you emotionalize your yep. aim. You attach. You attach emotion to what you're doing. You build. You build your business or whatever you're doing in an ecological manner. So we all play off emotions, but one thing about it, dare to take risk. Um, step out, step out your comfort zone. Step out that comfort zone. Yes. If you're comfortable, get out of it. Yeah, well, that's the tricky part is most people are comfortable with being uncomfortable. They're so they used are. to it that's, oh, that they, yes. they, 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 they don't explore it. Right, and so that—that's exactly true. I agree with you. It's to you know in this way, and, and that's probably the biggest um, roadblock, if you will, of people sitting down with themselves, is because they're not familiar with doing it, and so it creates a feeling of not knowing what's going to happen next, because they're so used to trying to move the deck chairs on the Titanic. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, then being busy with that, and at least they tried, right? Um, but it doesn't right. do any good for for what's happening inside. Um, if if there's feelings of of whatever it is that's going on, you know, it's to sit down and right. and I and I say feelings, and that includes emotions, but sometimes it's not. It's a tension, like you know that something feels tense inside you know, that may or may not have a flavor of some sort of emotion, you know, because a lot of people kind of poo-poo what I say um, because they say, oh, well, that's just emotions, you know, and get over it and all that sort of stuff. But I totally recommend not getting over this because you're getting over yourself. You're actually bypassing who you are. These energies, these fears, they're natural. When we see what's going on in the news today, yeah, I mean, when we respond with however it is we feel inside, it's because nature herself says something's not right here. So it's natural. Mm-hmm. It's just to feel our part in it by being with the energetic disturbance inside, to breathe and to trust ourselves to just feel it rather than react to it. Exactly. And... uh I mean, you can't let you can't let the devil just talk to you. You have to talk to yourself. We gotta we have to start treating failure as as a more intelligent way to begin again. You fail, you start over. Start That's over right. again till you actually just get it right. You have exactly. to, you have to. Now, yeah. Canella, when it when it comes to what what does it look like for someone when someone has a spiritual shift? Or transformation, and what ways are they different? Because everybody don't know what spirituality is. So some people haven't been through it, or just transformation. So, what is it like between those two? Oh, that's so. Uh, you know, it's so personal. But you know, I haven't met a person who hasn't had 
spiritual experiences, and they know what they are. Just like how we all know what love is by our own experience, you can't really describe it, right? Like somebody that you love comes in the room and your heart just, you know, it's open. And everything gets warm and, oh, it feels good, right? Um, same as when there's a spiritual experience and it feels like God's loving you. Like seeing a beautiful sunset or, you know, coming around the corner and, and feeling that whole thing of, of um, I don't know, like seeing a whole bunch of people that you weren't expecting to see. And then there they are, good friends and a warm place where you feel that you belong. You know, we can't really describe what does it feel like to belong, but we all know what it feels like. So it's in that same way, um, you know, it, they're, they're, like I say, I mean, you've, you've had spiritual experiences, right? I mean, I know you have from what you've already shared. Yeah, I have had, I have had my encounter. Yeah, my mother has, well, my mother definitely has been through her, her spiritual battles as well. Yeah. And 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 I think that everybody if they're human um has spiritual experiences because there isn't a division, there isn't a line between what's spiritual and what's human. Not that I've I've ever found 100% with the thousands of people I've worked with whether or not they know anything about meditation or satsang, you know, and and I think that's what this book is really for it's for a, a wide variety of people um, who don't really need to know a whole lot, or or could know a lot and still receive support from from the book. But it it is definitely supporting people in how to live life as a living meditation, and then they experience more of life, uh, and and a deeper trust of themselves that even though. It may look like chaos is happening because, guess what? Chaos is happening in our world, you know, in so many ways we can look at that. But also really good things are happening, you know. There, there's, it depends how we look at it and what we're looking at. But it's definitely the opportunity is to be more at ease in our lives, and that's what I love to support. I, I can't help it to support people. I know that's all. That's all right, Snelly. You share you share that passion with all of us. That's passion. That's what it's called. Yeah. If you don't have passion for what you're doing, then you have to find something else to do till you find your passion. That's all you you yeah. found bringing the love with everyone else, and that is a good thing. A lot of people need this message in their life. We walk around with all this stress on us, with paying bills, children, your jobs. And so much other things that might be on your list if you're in school, homework, all that's tied in. And you need this. It will burn yes. you out if you if you don't do it. It will. Yeah. It'll burn you out. You probably, well, you probably don't even have to sit down like in a yoga style, but just five minutes away, five to ten minutes away to yourself just to breathe in and out, just become one. I probably wouldn't suggest to do it on your job. Don't want you to get fired. But well, you, you know, even on the yeah. job, even on the job, yeah, I tell people just go to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, go to the bathroom, <laughs> sit down on the toilet, close the little d- door, and and just breathe. Steal your feet on the floor. You know, like there's always a place that you can kind of take yourself away, or you can kind of make a date with yourself. Like if you're on a busy train, I mean, sometimes it's okay to even on a busy train. You know, it's okay to shed a few tears if you're feeling confused and alone 
You know, and mm-hmm. the, the thing is, is that no matter where you are, everybody's feeling what's going on with you anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, you feel it. When someone twice. comes in and they're all tense and upset, everybody feels it. So it's okay to sit down and just feel it directly and 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 come to a more easeful place with it because holding it all in is what is causing the stress. Yeah, it does. That would take you. That would actually, that would actually take you up out of here quicker than a heart attack when you're doing so much stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so you know, it's, now, it's also a testament to how much we can handle. I mean, unreal. I mean, is. all of us can feel, you know, tense times that we've been in, and how much energy we're actually able to be with. And it's just the funniest thing. People are more comfortable being with stress than being with the unknown of a spacious, easeful life. Yes. But, um, Canella, I, I was wondering, though, about this. Do, um, do you see a connection between meditation and yoga? Is there, is, are they on the same style? Because I know it's well, not like I, part of this. Well, it, anything can be used as a, a means to support yourself to get to know yourself, get to know your body, um, work with the energies. I mean, I am a Kundalini yoga teacher, and so that training taught me so much about energy and myself, and and helps me to keep you know my body sort of flexible and lubricated, and you know I know different things to do to support my body to feel more comfortable and to keep it more fit, you know. Um, so it's it's definitely worthwhile knowing all that stuff. It's just it's just not to hang on to anything as if one thing needs to be the way. Except for my book, maybe. Right? <laughs> 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 Couldn't resist that. <laughs> it is a, it is a support. <laughs> but yeah, no, even that. But you know. <laughs> Canella just had to slide on there. Now. Just, just let me slide on there. Let me put my book on there now. <laughs> That's all right. That's so, all yeah, me. no, I don't recommend being, you know. So, so there is a link with yoga in that it helps people become more aware of themselves in the physicality and not so much just listening to what their mind's going on about. So it helps in that mm-hmm. kind of balance. Because we can't stop okay. the mind. All we can do is listen to other aspects of what is happening, and the whole thing comes in into more balance on its own as a side effect. Right. Well, what I also learned, too, from my affirmations, because I always get up early in the morning and listen to my affirmations at a certain time with a group of people, which we call ourselves millionaire-minded, that your thoughts aren't yours. Someone gave you your thoughts. Your thoughts aren't focused. So we have to choose habits of thoughts that serve us. We have to we have to choose something that's going to help us every day. I say that all my yeah. thoughts and my habits, right? My thoughts and, and my habits serve my purpose. That's right. And the, and the beautiful thing is, is most people don't actually look at the fact that, like what you just said right there, was that you're aware of your thoughts, right? So, what is that part that's aware of thoughts happening or not thoughts happening, or what kind of thoughts, or whether they're serve you or not, right? There's that's the bigger part of you that never goes away. That's awareness. 
you're being aware of thoughts, you're being aware of the content of what shows up there, and you're right, you didn't make it happen. The only constant is that part of yourself that's seeing what's going on. And so that's that's what I like to support people to to understanding that in their own direct experience. That part of themselves will never abandon them, is always here, and it's the place to rest. Mhm. Right, because I mean, yeah. you're, you're, whatever right. it is that's going on right now, as as we're speaking, you know, there might be thoughts, there might be sensations. You're listening and maybe listening to your own thoughts respond to what I'm saying. You know, that part of yourself that's listening is bigger than what your thoughts are because you can see the thoughts in it. It's amazing too because you could be listening to one thing, listen to a person, but your mind. Have part of your mind is off somewhere else and listen to their own inner thoughts. It's amazing how the brain plays uh, plays in that way. But Canelo, what would you say if you could if you could really go back and talk to yourself back then at the age of fourteen, fifteen? What would you say to yourself before all this transformation came came about? Well, you know, it was that doctor on the bus really said it. He said this could be your life. Relax, open to it, because it might never change. So that was just such exceptional advice. It, 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 even from that point, you know. So had I had that advice beforehand, that's basically telling me to stop trying to change my experience. That, that the moment is how life already is. So it's deepening into that experience first. And then the life happens naturally out of that. The next thing comes along, whether the phone rings or, like I say, stomach's saying it's time to eat breakfast or just some sort of good, you know, interesting idea occurs and then you're off to the races looking it up on Google and the next part of life's happening. There's no need to push ourselves. Mm-hmm. There's no need to push Right, so that that's what I would had liked to had known, perhaps. But at the same time, uh, it's this odd thing that from here, the more I deepen into the moment, the more I see how much I was already with myself as a kid. You know, the more that I. I'm willing to sit with myself when I feel irritated. You know, that might be the top note of the energy is irritation. And then I breathe and and feel into where is it connecting in, in my body, you know, where what's happening in the energetics. Not thinking it, feeling it, breathing and feeling it. As all those energies, all the holding releases itself, more of my actual moments throughout my whole life show up. It's really quite a magical thing. Everything deepens, even your own direct experience of your life. Hmm. Wow. And, and speaking mm-hmm. of experiences, you talk about Catch-22 of Love. What exactly is that? How can it be experienced? Well, it's kind of let yourself be caught. 
You know, a catch-22 is something that keeps uh, going around and around, right? And uh, the mm-hmm. catch-22 of love is in opening to the energetics of whatever it is that's happening, you'll find through your own direct experience of exploring the energies by feeling them, while you breathe deeply, you'll find that they're always connected to your heart. They're always based in love in some way, shape, or form. That's only ever been 100%. And so when I say the catch-22, it means like it's just going to come around again. It's going to come around again and again. So, um, yeah. <laughs> does, that, does that answer your question? It does, because when you first hear it, catch my I'm like, oh, my. But you actually have to read more into it and, and go into the book, because it's almost, I don't know, it sounds like something else, like you're getting ready to pick up a pistol or something. It's like, oh, my, what what is catch doing too? But, yeah, I definitely understand that. I think I want to focus more on, before we actually end the show, Canella, um, in your book where you talked about um, letting go of victimhood. We have a lot of people who probably – are going through that right now in their life, playing the victim role, don't know how to actually let it go. And every time you talk to them, it always seems to be an issue. And I experienced that a lot on my job. It's like, oh, my God, why do you always have to play the victim? Why everything has to happen to you? What are your words for them cause, um, of how to actually let go? What are some steps that they should take? Well, you know, it, it, it's it's really a tricky thing because – you know, we know enough about the spiritual experience of being human that um, we sort of created our world to learn whatever we're learning, right? Um, but the, so, so what people often can look at who they are, where they are right now, and say, "But I'm not a victim. You know, I have food. I have, you know, nobody's attacking me." But as a child, there's so many ways that we're all trespassed against. We're possibly shouted at, right? Um, we we maybe have been called stupid, um, and then there's you know we may have been hit, we may have been been raped, we've been you know there may have been all sorts of trespasses that happen against us, and so at some point it's okay to set aside some time to feel into the fact of having been a victim. Not as a sorry for me type of thing, but more to feel the energy of that and get down to the root of what that feels like. You know, but do it in a safe place where you know you're not being attacked. So you're not literally a victim. You're just exploring that energy inside. So you sit down in a safe place and where you feel safe, breathe, feel the weight of your body being held, and fall into what does it feel like to be a victim just where you are. You're not going to create more victimhood by doing that because that's what the fear is, right? All you're doing is exploring right. what's already there, already in your body because usually what happens is people feel to be a victim at some level. Somewhere something unfair happened and it wasn't right. And so that energy gets lodged inside. And so if we sit down and say, okay, I'm just going to open up to this. I'm going to breathe See, it's a totally different direction than what we're used to. But to breathe and let that energy rise up, even our question, is there energy here 
of victimhood and feel that. Feel whatever response, breathe, and keep coming back to whatever energy is alive in the body. And when that energy gets met, the side effect is it is released. It becomes embodied as part of the energy of who you are. It's no longer held away. Now it becomes a support. And it releases any idea of a perpetrator. Because exactly. if we're holding energy it's, inside it's, of being a victim, right. that means there has to be a perpetrator. So somebody did something wrong, so we're holding part of life away. But it's inside right. that we're holding the life away. And we have to let, and as you say, you got to let go of them energies that have been in your way up until now. And by feeling them, you have you have to let go of them. And a lot of people well, don't know how to, you know. I, I, I would say I invite them. Yeah. Right. I invite well, that's them. That's what it's all about. I have to, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's an invitation from you to you to say, okay. I mean, and that's exactly, exactly the thing. When people have had enough of playing at life the way that we've been taught, to keep on mm-hmm. going for some white ticket fence, to get more of this or that or the other that gives us, you know, a short-term um, good feeling maybe, but then really, are we really happy? You know, this is the only direction in being with who you already are and exploring the energies that are held within, and they're held within naturally. You're not supposed to be absolutely spiritual or whatever everybody's idea of that is. You're supposed to be human. You know, I, I, I get crabby with my husband, and I can see, oh, okay, I'm being crabby, so I can sit down and feel what does being crabby feel like instead of just carrying on arguing with him because I know I explore whatever's going on. Right. Well, Canela, I really appreciate you for sharing your gift, your book with us. Tell the listeners where they can actually get your book and and also your website. Well, my website is canelamichelle.com. That's uh, one L with Canela and two L's on Michelle, <laughs> no space, so it's pretty easy. Um, and um, the book is available on Amazon, uh, pretty much all over the world. Um, so they can mm-hmm. find it on Amazon. And it's the pink cover book. Uh, there was an old version published, um, but there's a new updated version that has um, it's been all even more clarified, even more supportive for people. So, yeah, they can find that on Amazon or on the website. There's a book, a page called Book, um, where they can read more about it and what people have have said about how it's been supportive for them. All right. Well, listeners, you heard it from Canela, where you could actually get her book, and I hope you do put that on your shelf for Christmas because it's going to be a great time to release the lights on order before 2017. Yeah, thank the you great Christmas Canella, for joining us. Thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so welcome. You're welcome. Before I leave my listeners, the truth of the day is this. Accept yourself just as you are allowing God to help you become the person you should be. By accepting yourself just as you are, with no judgment or criticism, you take your first step towards becoming everything God wants you to be. Now, you may continue walking this path of loving, assisting with the healing of our planet, or you could fall back into your own pattern. Today, accept yourself just the way you are as you help others 
to accept themselves. Enjoy the day, everyone, and remember, either your mind expands to match your goals or your goals with strength to match your mind. I'll catch you on the next episode of The Bright Side with Technicia. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 